This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live. Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock School. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. David Lee Roth. Oh, never mind. And Beth West. I didn't get that before. I'm a little slow this morning. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show on your radio. My name is Joe Burns. I got to my left this young lady. What's your name there, dear? Beth West. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, now that I'm 49 years old and all is well, I, I guess we have to talk about things from my childhood. Because yes, let's go back. Let's right. talk about things from your childhood. 49 years old, you have to regress. So you, <laughs> At that, you move Is backwards. that the point? It's a point. Yeah. All right. I refuse to point. grow up, as they say. I'm going to start. Now that I'm old, I have to start getting things crocheted on a pillow. So that's you what I'm should. going to do. You yeah. should. I'll, I'll crochet you something. It's really good going to be sad. I'm going to start buying things at Hallmark and putting them on my walls. Little yes, reminders little nice little sayings with sure. a Thomas Kincaid print in the background. <laughs> Where's his daughter's initials? If I could just find them. When you were young, did you have magazines that you absolutely had to have? Tiger Beat, that yeah, kind of thing. I, I was not a Tiger Beat girl, but yes, Sassy Magazine. Sassy Magazine. Yes. Because, why do I somewhat remember that? Because they were the magazine for girls who were like kind of like alternative to oh. Seventeen Magazine. Short I had Seventeen skirts. Magazine too, but you know, like. Uh, Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love were on the cover of Sassy. Oh, I see. It was that kind of girl's magazine. Okay, fine. I subscribed to Rolling Stone. I did. I had it. But Rolling Stone wasn't the magazine that sent me over the rainbow. It was another one called Cream. And it must not have had much of an in in the South because when I talk to people here about Cream Magazine, it's like some people know about it, but it doesn't have that I don't know if it's my age, but the only way I, the first time I ever heard about Cream Magazine was the Almost Famous movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman was was the writer from. One of my favorites. He's one of my favorite actors, yeah. But yeah, Cream Magazine was everything to me. I mean, I liked Rolling Stone, don't get me wrong. Right, yeah. I liked some of the other magazines, but Cream was it. The moment I found Cream Magazine, it was published out of Detroit. Mm -hmm. They say out of Detroit. Actually, it was out of Binghamton, New York. Why? Because they got held up in Detroit. The, the guys who started it yeah. had this nasty downtown loft that they did it out of until a couple guys with you know sidearms showed up with pistols and robbed them and they said stop well, it let's and get they out moved of here. it out of New York I mean they moved it out of Detroit but <laughs> right. then they still claimed Detroit sure because that's that's was their base that's where most of the bands that supported them at the beginning you know they got Alice Cooper to come out they got Ted Nugent to come out they needed yeah. bands that would appear in the pages of the magazine. So, why is it called Cream? Because the people who started it were absolute fans of the band 
cream. But it's not spelled the same, right? No, it's not. They misspelled it on purpose as to not sort of get into a fight with Copyright everybody. issues. Right. right. So instead of cream as in the stuff you put in your coffee, it's C-R-E-E-M. And the two guys I was wanting to talk to you about that actually started it were Barry Kramer and Tom, or sorry, Tony Rhea. And they started it back in March 1969. Why? Because the two dailies in Detroit, the Detroit News and the Detroit Free Press, were out on strike. Oh, they had they they had an in. They had an in. They saw an opportunity. Two guys decided to throw this thing together, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, we had some fun, and it worked. This is Cream, as we talk about Cream Magazine for an hour here on Rock School. In the white room with black curtains near the station. All right, talking Cream Magazine here on Rock School. Now, you have seen Cream Magazine or you have not seen Cream Magazine? I don't think that I have seen Cream Magazine. I would have looked for it, Okay. If you if you want, those of you in the audience as well, if you haven't seen Cream Magazine, and again, when I talk to people here in the South, it didn't seem to have as much inroad down here. Well, I guess if it started in Detroit and it was kind of focused right. on Detroit, but that doesn't mean that people down here weren't interested in Detroit musicians, but... We're far away. Right. The, the the magazine just didn't have as much of an inroad. And it was a national magazine. Right. You could have purchased it down here. But apparently it was overshadowed by Rolling Stone and, and other yeah, types of magazines. Yeah. Like Sassy. Sure. Oh, Sassy sure. was. Sassy yeah, took boom, the whole thing four. over. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go online and just simply search Cream Magazine. Go to Google Images and search it. And you'll notice the Cream logo. It was sort of big and bubbly. It sort of looked like a blown-up balloon. It was designed by Bob Wilson, who was a comic strip character, uh, drawer, if you will. That's that's my fantastic English for the day. Uh, he had something called Mike and Barney in the Detroit area. The other icons that people know from Cream Magazine would be the Boy Howdy milk bottle. Now, this to someone who doesn't know Cream, this sounds really weird. I'm going to have to Google it. You have to Google yeah, it. I'm going to have to Google it right now, probably. I have a white T-shirt with the red circle, and there is a milk bottle. It has a big smile on its face. It has two arms and two legs. And it's, I've probably seen it. I'm sure you have. The arms are outstretched. The legs look like it's jumping. It's got a big smile, and it's saying, boy, howdy. And then there's Mr. Dream Whip. And Mr. Dream Whip looks like a canister of... Uh, Dream Whip. I, I really think I've seen this before. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's a takeoff on nitrous oxide. The, oh. the things that people used to take to get high. Yeah, yeah. And what Mr. Dream Whip would do is walk over to a drawing of a pretty girl and <laughs> press the top of his head and it would whap, shoot out and, you know, cover the, you know, cover the woman in Dream Whip. Everybody following me? We're following. There you go. Not a, not a whole lot of imagination needed <laughs> no. for that one. Who drew these things? Cartoonist Robert Crumb. Oh, 
There you go. Well, yeah, I now, know that. The joke was, and whether this is true or not, was that Robert Crumb reportedly needed $50 for a gonorrhea shot. I like and that. If you, even if that's not true, <laughs> I like that story. There's the story. It goes with the uh, theme of the cartoon. Right. And Zap Comics were just beginning to get national distribution across the country. Mm-hmm. Crumb was doing his darndest to make a little bit of money. He becomes filthy rich. He had also Eventually, just yeah. done the... Uh, front cover of Janis Joplin, Big Brother and the Holding Company for Columbia. So this was kind of a name. This was a little bit of a coup for for Cream Magazine. So if you're interested, this was one from the Janis Joplin, Big Brother and the Holding Company album. Man, that's a mouthful. A lot. It's called I Need a Man to Love. It's Janis on Rock School. smartphone there, yes, which, by the way, has a connection to everything in the world. I've yes. never seen anyone be able can, to find so much on a, a smartphone. You can tap like into every kitty. governmental mainframe. I believe so. Now, look up the Boy Howdy milk can. Okay, I am. The milk jug. Yes. Now, a lot of people thought it was a beer can, and what happened with Cream Magazine was they went with that. It, it was one of those where instead of telling the audience they're people stupid... thought it was a, bur- a beer can? They thought, well, it was a beer bottle. Oh, I guess a shortened beer bottle. Right. It looks Do you see like it? milk to me. Right, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a milk jug. Yeah. But it has a cap on it like a beer bottle. You see that? Okay, right. so I guess that's how people... And what happened was instead of... They did it smartly. Instead Instead of telling the audience, no, you're stupid, it's a milk jug, they've created a beer can of Boy Howdy beer. Well, yeah, and go with, if people think it's that, then... Go with it. Go with it. Sure. They then created something called the Cream Profile, which had fake Boy Howdy beer. And I hate to admit they got me, I you know, with a fake ID in Cleveland. Really? Tried to purchase Boy Howdy beer and walked into a, you know, a package Were store. Were you successful? Well, no, because there is no Boy Howdy beer. And I'm sure this Wait. guy in the package store had been numerous times someone had walked in, I'll take some Boy Howdy beer. Because uh, it's about okay, the 900th so it was a time ruse. For on the, right. The, so okay, so, I didn't get that before. Right. I'm a little so, slow this morning. So what would happen is in the magazine they would feature a new band, and what was funny was when you look back at them, the new band. Look up Cream Profile. When you look up, look back at it, it'll be like Cream Profile of the Cars because they were brand new. Cream, oh, yeah. Cream Profile Blondie, Cream Profile Alice Cooper, and they would be drinking Boy Howdy beer. 
because that was how the profile went. And every one of the band members would have a Boy Howdy beer. And I, I'm sure like a million other idiots in the area, tried like crazy to buy Boy Howdy beer. And it just didn't exist. Do you see it? I do. Yes, I saw the thumbnail and now I'm looking at it (laughs) slightly larger. And I love that. I mean, it's kind of playing your great joke. audience as the little bit of suckers, but if they're a good audience, then they'll get they the in a, on the joke. There was also yeah. Star's Cars each month, where they took a real famous person and showed his or her car, which you get now in the MTV Cribs the thing. Cribs Everybody thing. wants to see the cars. Mm-hmm. And they had the Cream Dream, which was a stunning female rock star. Mm-hmm. And she would, of course, always dress in some scantily clad something, which yeah. to me, the 16-year-old kid... You know, go to the profile first. All right, find the cream dream. And you have yeah, to look of course. For it. And, you know, that I remember Grace Slick in the cream dream oh, actually really? appeared topless. Did she? Oh, yes, ma'am. They and were very so forward thinking. This, you can tell why this is one of my favorites yes. all the way around. It seems like it really just, you know, hit all the buttons. <laughs> Adolescent boys, beer. Women, yeah. music, all the way cars. Around. Speaking of Grace Slick, how about Jefferson Airplane right here on Rock School? When the truth is found to be. Cream Magazine here on Rock School, and we're going into our first break here. If you've never read Cream Magazine, you won't know this. It's also one of the things that used to upset artists. Now, one of the things you don't want to do, now I I came out of the media, obviously working radio. Mm -hmm. One of the things you don't want to do is upset the media. And as an artist, because what will happen is they will come back and bite you. They will find a reason to bite you. And Cream Magazine was attacked by uh, the lead singer of Quiet Riot, Kevin DeBrow. Okay. He was asked on on MTV, what do you think of Cream Magazine? And he likened them to toilet paper and, and all of that. Why? What did they do well, to him? See, what Cream Magazine used to do, and this was one of my favorite things, a magazine like Cream, which was four-color glossy, lots of pictures. Yeah. Lots and lots of pictures. What they did then was for every single picture, they put up this terribly irreverent comments about the picture underneath it. Some kind of snarky little nasty comment. Well, and and the, these stars had to sort of not take themselves you just seriously. Have, yeah, you just have to roll with it, as, right? As, as a famous person, well, Debro didn't, and, oh. and they kind of went after him because, and they just kept making fun of him. The Runaways were the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the the reviewers for Cream Magazine, who didn't work for Cream Magazine, he was a stringer, wrote a a nasty thing about the Runaways, and the Runaways went to the Cream Magazine. Um, 
offices. And we're like, where is he? We want to talk They're to gonna him. They're going to beat him up. Right. <laughs> and they said, well, he's not here. He's a stringer. So they wrote, they sat down at a, a typewriter in the Cream Magazine offices and wrote this big thing about, you're an idiot. You don't know this kind of thing. And, and they sent it off to this guy. And he wrote back a one-line a one-line um, response, go sit on a snow cone, was what he wrote. Nice. And then they published a picture of all of the runaways lying on a beach in New Jersey, all giving him the finger. And put it. You can tell well, at why they, at 16 yeah. I loved this magazine. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. Boobs but, and people flipping people off. <laughs> right. It was just... It was the magazine yeah. for me. It was. But it, it, these little comments that were underneath the picture were only the reason to do it. I had a, a picture of Eddie Van Halen that I cut out of the magazine. They loved Van Halen. And I had it up on my wall, and it was Eddie jumping, and underneath it stated, our stock of Eddie jumping pictures is inexhaustible. Oh, I that's love that funny. Stuff. I think so, too. That's really funny. And, and as I would, yeah, anybody who is a public figure, if you are thin-skinned, you're going to have a bad you're time. You're going to have a bad day. What they would have done to Miley Cyrus and I can't the kids even today imagine. would have been terrible. Uh, they had a picture of David Lee Roth after a concert, and it went, David Lee Roth, oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It was just fun to read that. Yeah. And it upset some of the people. And it was one of my favorite reasons and for getting the magazine. And it was obvious, but it was obviously all a good fun. I thought so. Some of the I artists mean, didn't think so. Hello, KSLU, Baton Rouge. Thanks for running the radio show. Hello, KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. Get us on Facebook, whether you like it or not. You live on Facebook, you know you do. You yeah. might as well come see us. Search Rock School Radio Show and spend some time. Remember, on Thursdays, we post pictures, we post uh, trivia questions, all kinds of good stuff. Put it up around 10 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, 9 a.m., Middle, what is that? Mountain, and then nine a.m. Mountain. I can't. Eight a.m. If you're eight a.m. Pacific, riser in Pacific, right. yeah. And uh, Eastern, we don't give it to you guys. Back in a minute on Rock School. Now, we've talked about the magazine itself, what they yeah. wrote, that kind of stuff. However, you can't talk about Cream Magazine without talking about the people who wrote for it. Sure. There were There were two names that people would remember from Cream Magazine. One is Greel Marcus, who then went on to write for Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Lester Bangs. Yes, that's the one I know. Lester Bangs may have been, he died very, very young and died just terribly. But he died very young and was maybe, my opinion and the opinion of many other people, the greatest rock critic to have ever lived. And we're going to talk more about Lester Banks will, in a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think the, that is a strong, there's a strong case for that. It can be. And again, it's it's all subjective. When mm-hmm. you, like, he's the greatest guitarist. Okay, says who? But it, it's just something you have mm-hmm. to say in support. So that's what I'm going to do. The term heavy metal, a lot of people align with Cream Magazine. Now, Rolling Stone gets very upset over this because they were the first place it was used in terms of music, but it was popularized through Cream Magazine. It makes sense if they were Detroit-based. Right, exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. It says here, Barry Gifford, May 11th, 1968, in the issue of Rolling Stone, used the term... 
against the band Electric Flag. He stated, quote, and this is part of his writing, this is new soul music, the synthesis of white blues and heavy metal rock. Okay, there it is. There he yeah, used the, the term first. Right. However, it wasn't a term that got used a lot in Rolling Stone. Lester Bangs picked up the term and is credited with popularizing it because he then assigned the term to bands like Zeppelin, he, Sabbath. He invented the genre. Right. Basically. Vanilla Fudge. He that got kind to of thing. Define, define it. This, exactly these are the that. bands that make up heavy metal. Therefore, this is what heavy metal sounds like. You got it. It was Lester Bangs that did it. Although other magazines use it as a put down. Heavy metal. Bangs didn't mm-hmm. do that. He saw it as something to be praised. Your heavy metal, good for you. And you're loud. You and that's awesome. It. That was that's your point. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And to put you down for that is just flat out wrong. Which is another reason why people liked Bangs. He wasn't he wasn't there to put you down because you are to be put down. If you stunk, he put you down. Whatever well, that's your that's what genre. a good critic should do. Right. But if he wasn't putting you down just to be a jerk, yeah. he was good at what he did. So heavy metal wasn't invented in Cream Magazine, but was glorified through Cream Magazine. It seems like it was defined in Cream Magazine. I, I guess so. I guess so. And when you think heavy metal, I guess Born to be Wild is where it comes from because it was Stephanie. I Wolf would that definitely it say up. that. Yeah. And there you go on Rock School. Okay, bottom of the hour, and I'm going to continue talking about Lester Bangs after we do this. It is seven days and 70 seconds. Let's do the names once again. I am Joe Burns. I am Beth West. And these are the dates, September 16th all the way through September 22nd. Weird. I can still remember. It, it's like this year is blowing by. It is. I remember January so vividly. I, I really need to stop drinking. Uh, September 16th is the Monday. I believe Beth has it go. September 16th, 1964, the television show Shindig premiered on ABC television with Sam Cooke, the Everly Brothers, the Righteous Brothers, and Bobby Sherman. September 17th, 1998, country singer Terry Clark has her arm dislocated Whoa. when a fan grabs her as her car is pulling away from New Mexico State Fair. I've never heard that story. <laughs> Shocking. September 18th, 2004. Thanks for this one. I'd almost forgotten it. Britney Spears and Kevin Federline were married. Yeah, Britney Spears has a new single coming out. I had no choice but to listen to it. I, I know I could have not pressed the play button, but I listened to it. It's just, it's, it's unlistenable. Uh, September 19th, 1985, a U.S. Senate committee held hearings on the ratings of rock music initiated by the... PMRC. Boo. I know. September 20th, 1973, The Roxy opened on Sunset Strip in LA. The opening acts were Elton John, Carole King, and Jackson Brown. There you go. September tw- I know. September 21, 2001, America, a tribute to heroes, airs on 35 separate cable networks simultaneously. The telethon broadcast raised $150 million in pledges for the families of the victims of September 11th attacks. And finally, September 22, 1980, Geffen Records was formed. And if I'm not mistaken, the first major act on Geffen was John Lennon. Really? That's what brought them around. Okay, back to Cream Magazine and their 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 star, their main guy, uh, Lester Bangs. I'm going to read to you a quote. I have about seven quotes here I from Lester Bangs. 
the big music now is this hip hop, is is rap, things like that. I you don't just care sounded for it. you sounded all of your forty nine years I know. just now. I, I don't care for this it. This hip hop the kids are listening to. I know. You you kids get off my lawn. I know. There's good hip hop. There is, I'm sure. And and I don't dislike the hip hop that came out when it first started. I like yeah. early stuff. I'm not like, going to say that I listen to the stuff that's played on mainstream radio right now. Yeah, I, I don't. I like the stuff that came out when it first hit. I like the Beastie Boys. I like I like the uh, I like Public Enemy. I like NWA. I like that stuff. It just became so homogenized and so yes. who cares at the moment. Yes, never has been being so rich been so boring anymore. That is so true. Yeah, yeah. But. The the thing that you hear all the time through hip hop is that it's a lifestyle, it's a way of living. Living the hip hop lifestyle, yeah. Right. And oh, this has never happened before. Yeah? Listen to Lester Bangs. Rock and roll is an attitude. It is not a musical form. It is a way of doing things, of approaching life. Writing can be rock and roll. The way you live your life can be rock and roll. A movie can be rock and roll. It is a way of living your life. Doesn't that sound exactly like what is said in yeah, hip-hop? Yeah, that, exa- that does sound exactly like that. Bang I'd like a said year on that. I don't have it, but I'm he said ha- it back in the 80s sometime. Yeah. And I only know that because he died, you know, right. shortly, shortly after that. Right, shortly after, early 80s. Yeah. R.E.M., End of the World as We Know It. Why are we playing it? Listen closely. I know there's a lot of lyrics, but Lester Bangs is mentioned in this song. Like this on Rock School. That's great. It starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes, an airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself, churn worlds of its own need. Okay, we talked about Cream Magazine and heavy metal, how Lester Bangs really turned heavy metal into an acceptable term. Right. All right. Punk. Punk. Where did the term punk come from? Maybe Cream Magazine. Maybe, yeah. They, They do try to grab hold of it. Might be Legs McNeil, who started the magazine Punk. Might be Hilly Crystal, the guy who started CBGB. It may be the artists who grabbed hold of it. Yeah, I'm but, sure it's hard to pin down. Oh, yeah, that one's a little more difficult. You may need yeah. to pick up the Hello Kitty phone on this one. However... The first known use of the phrase punk rock appeared in the Chicago Tribune, March 22, 1970. A guy named Ed Sanders, co-founder of New York's anarcho-prankster band, The Fug. I don't even know what anarcho-prankster means. Do you? I can, I mean, I'll break it down. Uh, but I, mean, I, know what the, I know what the physical words mean. Right, but, but I don't sure... know what they're trying to get at, no. Okay. Sanders was quoted describing his album as punk rock redneck sentimentality. Okay, I, fine. Now I'm going to have to listen to that. Okay, see, I don't know what that means. However... In the December 1970 issues of Cream, Lester Bangs, Mm -hmm. again, mocking the more mainstream rock musicians, refers to Iggy Pop as that stooge punk. Okay, now, did did Bangs start it? I don't know. Dave Marsh was the first rock music critic to employ the term punk rock. 
in the May 1971 issue of Cream, okay. he describes Question Mark and the Mysterians as one of the most popular 1960s garage rock acts, giving it, quote, the landmark exposition of punk rock. Okay. Okay. Did Cream Magazine start punk rock? Well, you've got two very convincing instances there that would seem that it did label that sound. I'd give it to Dave Marsh before I'd give it to Lester Bangs. Yeah, even though Iggy Pop is kind of synonymous with the beginning of punk music. Well, or or is or it the, the people MC5 at CBG or, or the MC5? I I don't know. Yeah, this one's a little tougher. But there's two at Cream Magazine, and I like Cream Magazine. It was like definitely there at beginning. That's right. I like Cream Magazine, so there you go. That's, I'm just going to say it. So there you go. And I'm the guy on the radio. Here's Iggy Pop, Gimme Danger on Rock School. Second break here in Rock School, a little bit late. Uh, well, what happened to Cream Magazine if it was and so great? Now is when we get the sad part. Yeah, the sad part. Well, Lester Bangs leaves. He writes a story on Grace Slick and the people who were editing at the time edited it to death. And he said, y'all can go just pound sand. And mm-hmm. he splits. And he goes over to Rolling Stone, and it's an interesting story how he gets to Rolling Stone. He writes a story and sends it to Rolling Stone and says, you had better publish this and hire me or give me a blankety-blank reason why you're not doing it. Well, he was a star at the right. time. Right. Well, right. if he was you know, the preeminent rock critic, right. and they they'd have him. to have a good reason not sure. to. They hired him. If you get a chance, you really should. Just go search Lester Bangs and read some of his reviews, and it will it will jade you to the reviews that are written today. I was really trying to think of a really good rock critic now they don't jump up and bite you no, anymore. no no it seems to be a lot of blogging and such yeah. that just kind of eh. so what happened to the to the magazine well the magazine died out slowly and painfully the the person who was the head of it all barry kramer the actual driving force dies of a drug overdose in 1981 the drug nitrous oxide the irony. Yeah, the, yeah Mr. Dream Whip. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you overdose on nitrous oxide. I assume he had so much that he, I guess, didn't get enough oxygen and... I don't know, uh, yeah. Drown? Is that what you would call it? Just died that way. So I guess I'm going to I don't know enough about I don't know enough about it. Uh, the The magazine continued on with Kramer's wife in charge, and it did okay. Folded out in 1988. Uh, alternative media bought the name, tried to revive it in 1990. I subscribed. It died in 1984. It just wasn't the same. It yeah, didn't have the same base. Mm-hmm. The magic was over. Now you have on there what happened to Lester Bangs. What yeah, happened to him? he died in New York. Shortly thereafter, uh, in April April thirtieth, nineteen eighty two, it says he overdosed on Darvon, which is an over the counter pill medicine, which I had to look up Valium and Nyquil. A Nyquil, so he probably Sounds just put himself to sleep. Oh, or, sure. Yeah, maybe he 
maybe he did it on purpose, but that seems to be like it could have been very an accidental overdose. Could have been he just had too active of a brain and could not get himself to sleep and put it yeah, all that in the happens. Body. Yeah, put the whole thing down. Hello there, uh, KSRQ Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Thanks for running the radio show. Sorry to bum you out, <laughs> WBSD yeah. in Burlington, Wisconsin. Right, back in a minute with a little bit more information, and uh, we'll wrap up America's only rock and roll magazine. That was their time uh, or their tagline, which is basically just giving the finger yeah, to, Rolling to Rolling Stone. Stone. Sure, yeah. yeah. You were the only place in town? Yeah, sure. Take that. You're number one. <laughs> <laughs> back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, one more break to go on Cream Magazine, and it's really too bad uh, that it's gone. However, it really is. I wish I'd been around. It was wonderful. If you'd like to see it, and this is what I was going to talk about, there is now a coffee table book, and it's one of these that it's oversized. You know, it's a foot and a half by two feet. Yeah, and it's it's nice and thick, four color glossy. Man, I love coffee table books. It's a great book. <laughs> Just look. It's called Cream, America's yeah. Greatest Rock and Roll Magazine. And it's got every one of the pictures. It's got all the cream dreams in it. It's got mm-hmm. all the stars' cars, and it tells the story. But it it doesn't go into long, boring discussions. It gets to the pictures right away. It gets to some of their greatest interviews right away. Yeah, and it's you would the good dig stuff. it. And and I own it, but you can find it very quickly through Interlibrary Loan. Yeah. It's one of these that should be on the shelf. But I might even library. want that. You I would find, dig it. I could probably find a used copy for not too much. Oh, I guarantee you could. I would want that. Guarantee you could. Uh, just like anything else, any other magazine, there were tons of special magazines. The Cream Close-Ups, which was all about one band. Mm-hmm. Cream Presents, again, Cream Special Edition. Cream Rock Shots, which was just a magazine filled with all the pictures that they didn't put in the regular magazine. Oh. I owned them all. Yeah, I would have too right. if I'd have been around then. You know, I grew up in Cleveland where there were on the streets, you know, something I don't see down here, on the streets, newspaper stands mm-hmm. that had, you know, 75 magazines and some guy sitting there smoking and and drinking coffee and you walked up and put two quarters down on top of on top of the, you know, the uh, the, the newspapers. That one. Here you go. This guy had no social skills whatsoever, but would sell you magazines. Yeah. And that's what we did. It It was just a good time. So do yourself a favor. Go look up Cream Magazine. It is gone. And if you don't feel like looking up Cream Magazine, I urge you to look up Lester Bangs because he really was the person who wrote the... The narrative of I don't think I'm going to work for the rest of the day. I think I'm just going to go read rest You're of Lester Bangs articles. Mark person. And that wraps it up. We'll do a couple bands from uh, from Detroit. We'll start with uh, you know, Great Gonzo's It's Sweaty Teddy and that'll wrap us up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. Class is dismissed. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me Your beady eyes that can cut me in two and I just can't let you be But it's a free for all and a heart I said you can bet your life Takes a high